Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, my talkers, we're hanging out with Lori and Julia on a cloudy and rainy Wednesday hump day. But you know what? They're going to brighten up your day here for the next few hours. So sit back and enjoy the show, you guys. Oh, my gosh. We need some new kids on the block, oh. some En Vogue, some Salt and Pepper. That was such a fun show. I wished I had been more perky. Yeah, well, you got in the car accident. I got right in the car accident. Work, yeah, I know it. It shook, shook me. It shook that, me. But that, as it does. But just like the last time we saw new kids on the block, which was the really the first time I'd ever seen them. But they are a blast in concert. Okay, in the way they did this, it was called the mixtape tour, having Rick Asley, Salt and Pepper, In Vogue, and New Kids on the Block. And a woman called us yesterday from saw them in Des Moines. Said, yeah, the it starts ki- with New Kids on the Block. Their energy level mm. is amazing. Mm, mm, mm. And I thought they're very creative because it's such a fun concert. We saw Donnie's abs, Donnie Wahlberg's abs. Ooh, Donnie so many, can get it. It's so many times. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a Chippendale scene for a, yeah. a second or two. And and it works because his voice is not that great. Yeah, yeah. Joey not, and the other guy. The other that, guy that looks like Donnie Osmond. Yeah, he, he, they can sing better than him. And, uh-huh. and then what they did... To give it like this better fill is it, there was lip sync going just, on. It, it was, was just clever. so fun. Though. It was so fun. It was so it was clever. So, the this, En Vogue ladies it crushed it. They were oh, so how they can sing. They can still. sing Grant, and they, they look great. They were so sexy and then salt and pepper. I mean, they were probably the most obvious lip syncers. Right. Rick Astley was my <laughs> uh, you know. He's got one song. He's got three songs. Oh, we decided. I, I'm just going to say one. Yeah, no, three songs. So I, it was just really fun. And those were our people. My gosh. We, we everywhere, like people were like, people they so knew great. who we were. Lovely. It we was, need to do it a was, shout out. I've got a couple. Lord. Yeah, because it was a 90% female crowd oh. at this mm-hmm. concert. And I think John Bream wrote it was about 11,000 blockheads. Yeah, it was It was such <laughs> a happy event. And I, I I'm Excel's such a great venue. Yeah, because it feels pretty intimate in the way they did the staging with two stages. So it was for both sides of the arena. Yeah. And it was it was such a clever idea to mix it up. I I, agree. I agree. Like when Donnie Wahlberg was doing was a trooper when he came with joined salt and pepper for something. It was like they interacted and all the groups. It was very Las Vegas stylized. I loved what they were wearing. Donnie rapped. rapped. Did he rap during shoop? I, yeah, I think, I think he, he might have taken over. So there's that guy that they that guy, that yes, features he did. at the end of it, and he probably took that over. That would have been cool. That to was see. cool, and uh, you know, like uh, you wouldn't. Like, he's he's kind of 
infectious. Yes, very much so. It was like they all were digging it. I still, I really still only know who Donnie and Joey are. I don't know any of the other guys' name. The one guy I think looks like Donnie Osmond. One guy looks like he's in the village, people. Yeah, but the the (laughs) The costumes, the the energy, and people were just having a blast. Happy. All right, we have to give a shout out to the South St. Paul girls. You know who you are. We need to give a shout out to the um, Luther Automotive Group ladies. Okay, very good. And we need to give a shout out to the TGK folks who, you know, are my talkers, um, those guys too. And then ran into our cousin. Oh, yeah. I mean, and all the fun people that that bid on it for bids for kids. This one lady said to me, because the show had started and she said, she goes, oh, how? And it was, it was. La, I mean, the was, sound was good and loud. Yeah. Okay, was, but, but not bad sounding. No. But it was just very hard to hear to talk in the suite. But she said, "How how is it that you're here?" And I just looked at her. I go, "I don't know." Oh, that's so funny. And you know, we had a person in our suite with us last night—a mother-daughter team. Oh. And it was Madison's or very first concert. First concert. It was so. Yeah. Yeah, fun was, to watch them. It was just and a Kelly blast. and Amanda and Darcy and Stephanie and Sarah and everybody yeah. else we met. So yeah. anyway, it was and Daniela who works with us. She's so fun. It was super fun. It made everyone happy. Yeah, it was really a, just a happy, happy event. Yeah, you sent me that photo last I night, did. and it you guys looked like you were having a good time. We had so. a great oh my time. gosh! Yeah, I think you know for me, my it was new kids on the block and and Vogue. That was oh. like that was the most exciting. I would mm-hmm. agree. You mm-hmm. know, and then the three great songs, Salt and Pepper. I mean, I did love that too. Yeah, Rick Gassley, I guess, was like a. I could have taken it or leaving it. He was it. just a twizzle stick. I mean, yeah. He was a twizzler just filling just, in just time filling while in. everyone was changing. He was the lime on top and of the And I will say he could growl and he sounded just like the radio. So when, he sounds exactly the same. So if you did, if you were a Rick Astley fan, which I know I was not, um, you know, right. he delivered. He, right. And he was cute. He's darling. Yeah, he was cute. He's like... Uh, Everyone's d- aged really well. Oh, my god! I thought in... You know, one of the In Vogue gals um, had a boot on one of her feet, so she must have had some sort of an injury. Yeah. So it starts out with... Oh, those shimmery dresses they were wearing? But the boots. Oh, They had amazing. boots that looked like disco balls. They were amazing. Really? Yeah. That's oh, cool. Yeah. It was so... And legs for days. Yep. Good. Legs for days. <laughs> yeah. And it was just... It was fun. It were, it really was fun. And I realized, I don't know many of the songs, except for I didn't know Let's Talk About Sex Baby was one of the songs we were going to hear last oh, night. Oh, you didn't know that no. Salt and Pepper, that's no. Let's Talk About Sex? Yeah, that was probably like maybe their first uh, big hit. I didn't know it. And so I'm like, oh, Oh, you this. didn't? Is that why oh, you were losing yes, your mind? Was, oh, for God's sake. I, was like, <laughs> I thought you always knew Salt I, and Pepper was our Sex Monday song. No. Yes. Holy crap. That's why I'm like, oh my God, Lori, we got to take a picture. We got to film this. Like, yeah, I couldn't figure out why Julia. And I thought, oh, sh-, you know, I She's couldn't happy. figure no, out. I just oh, didn't know. And I'm like, this is our song, Lori. And, so yeah, like, and I'm on. like, yeah, Salt and Pepper. Oh, wow. <laughs> a little ditzy, you know, yeah. a little laugh, but. Anywho. That's cool. And um, now we know the wristlet is something that you can bring to Excel. So did you guys, I had a cute did, one. It help, did it help? I brought one. I mean, it was, I, it, was it was nice. I didn't have to have my car keys, you know, yeah. like all jammed into my front pocket of my yep. very tight jeans. Not exactly. Very tight, tight jeans. jeans it know? was just, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> what a fun. fun. 
Yeah. All right. I'll just update you on my car accident. Day. Please. Oh, please. So uh, yesterday, you know, I called my insurance company and I found I'm like, I need to know if my body shop, that's my favorite, you know, my body shop, Hepner's, mm-hmm. the only place I've ever gone since I've lived in St. Paul 24 years. And there's been like maybe four accidents. Whoa. They just did my car. They just did your car. Uh-huh. And so I got in at nine o'clock this morning and, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, uh, I've got a, I'm, I'm nervous driving. Mm-hmm. You're thinking? Oh yeah! I know. Uh, I'm just looking around now. I, it's like uh, now I'm on high alert. It's not Me. you. It's them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I, I get over there, and um, you know, the gal says, you know, she says, oh, I'll look at your car and see, you know, how how it'll be for driving because I'm going up to Grandma's this right. weekend, and I was like, I really thought it was going to be a guy. That would come and look at my car. That's how sexist I am. Right. About that, you know. And, and so I was so impressed that this woman, you know, she t- took the pictures and, you know, inspected everything and had me do the lights mm-hmm. like you did yesterday yeah. and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. and then I said the magic words, the lady who I got in the collision with has the same insurance. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it easy. A lot sure. easier. Yeah. A lot easier for whatever reason. And um, I said, and I I would like to drop it off next Tuesday because I'm going out of town for a week. Right. And they were like, that will work. And so I was like, okay, Very great. nice. That's very what? rare when you get an appointment these days oh, like that. That's well, I think- Lori, it's funny that you said because you expected a man because I, I, I had did. the same experience. So a woman... When I went to the one in Woodbury, Hepner's, yeah. and, and a woman comes out and she's like, yeah, yeah, I've got this and took care of me the whole way through and told me everything. Yeah, they were Another so woman. nice. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think the guy I saw in there is the, um, you know, the secretary and the, the three women that were sitting in a row. Lori, Lori's old school. Yeah. The and the three secretary. He's the secretary and those three women were the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, anyway. That's uh, awesome. So, I'm glad that they could get the parts and, and everything. And that you're safe and that yeah. your car's going to be fine. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, somewhere along the line, this car accident must help the economy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love how you're finding the positive okay. out of it. I love it. All right, listen, we got to go. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough. All right, Julia, we're going to call this story strategic gossip nostalgia. Oh. Okay. Um, because S- this couple, okay. yeah, this couple that met on the set of seven started dating in 94, got engaged in 96, broke up in 97, and now 25 years later have reunited on the Goop site to talk about Kashmir and Father's Day. And it's just such strategic gossip nostalgia. It's so crafty on Brad Pitt's PR team okay, for so- him to get together with Gwyneth Paltrow, who she has never, you know, like, they, they are not old friends. No. They don't yeah. hang out. Okay, they were a beautiful couple oh, back in the day. They the even s- had matching haircuts. They had the same haircut, um, yes. But that... That they, and now, and and I was looking at the headlines, and there were only like a couple of sources or websites or that were like, you know, 
what looking at this story with one eye. Everybody else is like, you know, people. Oh, the exes, they're they're gushing over each other. They love each other. They bond, and it is. I thought Brad Pitt, you're you've got all this stuff going on with Angelina. It's a Father's Day interview, and you're gushing about Gwyneth Paltrow's dead dad, and he taught you to love cashmere. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, let me just. Listen. I don't understand, but it's I. I can see the strategy behind it. One hundred percent. You know, but it does. It yes. kind of makes me feel. Irpy about it all. So he's got a new cashmere line, or has yes, he had it? He has a new cashmere line, Joy. Okay. He is he is the movie star who has a cashmere line. He's the everyday man who has a cashmere line, and these <laughs> shirts are sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, and and get to and and I just think it's a Why very. Why is he doing this? Well, he's promoting a new business, and he's using gossip sales. Uh, nostalgia, nostalgia yes. gossip sales to generate sales, but he's also uh, he's got a movie coming. He's out. being embraced by an ex. Yeah. So you know you've got this other stuff. I wonder what's going to drop in this whole. It makes me wonder what's happening with the Miravel lawsuit oh, and the I'm Russian sure. oligarch. If there's some other story about to drop, and wow, it's Father's yeah. Day, and they're talking about Father's Day, we he know, and Goop. We know that. And he's the father of six kids, and they never come up. Okay, so here's one. Oh, right? boy, oh, so boy, here's, oh, boy, here's oh, boy. one thing I remember, though. If if I mm. do remember... There's just so much ass kissing in this interview. It's, did you watch it? Uh, yes. You can't. You just are like, I, I love you. I love no. you. Oh, okay, Gwyneth, since it's almost Father's Day, I'm going to ask you about Bruce. I'll never forget when we were engaged and he came to me one day, his eyes full of tears, and he said, you know, I never realize what they mean when they say you're gaining a son, like I'm gaining a son. What impact did he have on you? Why did you love him, even though we didn't get married, unfortunately? That's Goop's question. <laughs> I wish. Oh yeah. I wish they. Okay. Would. What a long. And then mm-hmm. he goes, "Yeah, right." And he laughs. Oh man, everything works out, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I finally found the Brad I was supposed to marry. It just took me twenty years. It's lovely to have you as a friend now. Brad says it is, and I do love you. And Gwyneth, I love you so much. Oh, gig. I don't believe these two have seen each other. Except maybe in passing. I would agree. And yeah. but I do remember that she when the whole Me Too Harvey Weinstein moment came up, she did say Brad Pitt stood up to Harvey Weinstein for me. Yeah. And she that was like twenty seventeen. But he still let Angelina go ahead and make a movie with him. You know, I think the tourist was a Miramax film. Even though he knew what he knew. Were about. they together at that yes, time? Yeah. Yes, the tourist yes, with Johnny yes, Depp, no yeah. less. I don't know. I just, it's, uh, it's just. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Brad Pitt saying he learned about fathering and cashmere from Bruce Paltrow and that Gwyneth calls her dad Bruce and asks that baby. First of all, what do we... Okay. It's just the gushing. I cannot take it. It does not smell the... Sniff so you, test, but it is cunning. You are going to get Casey the $1,600 no, cashmere I'm shirt. I'm not. I'm not. But Gwyneth wants to be the head of Pitt's exes with this interview. Is she taking the lead? Uh, I would Jennifer say with Anderson? this, this, uh, this, uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. The head of the the Brad Pitt X Club. Uh, uh-huh. Now, that would be a funny movie. Yeah, there you go. That would be a funny movie. So it was kind of weird. I saw the headline. Like, why would these two be talking? It's, it's gossip, weird. nostalgia to but sell. But it's weird for why would he? And why it's so cool. S- it's Father's Day, and then the six kids. So it makes me just wonder if something is about to drop. Like, yes, why is there such strategery around? We're trying to make him look like this he's a gossip father. Nostalgia. Yeah. And no one ever really thinks of Brad Pitt and Bruce Paltrow in the same sentence. And, when and not did, many of us refer to our dads in conversation, you know, by their name. I don't know. She's just so, it's her, not him, you know, that bugs. Mm-hmm. She just bugs me so much. It's you a know? weird, it's a weird, it's a weird one, Lori. I'm yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. I don't even know where to go with it. I know, I know. And his cashmere line, his business partner is this Satari Kasla, the holistic healer who was at one point rumored to be his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. For a hot that. seconds. Yes. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that. So that's his uh, partner. Um, so I think things are popping up with this uh, Angelina French Vineyard uh, thing and you and know this is just a little deflect uh-huh it's just an early deflect just a little deflection okay and which reminds us it is father's day this sunday that's and, correct and sarah rogers is going to be on with us at 4 30 today for some ideas but when we come back we've got a, a book for you it's called the arrangement a love story by david wrinkler who is a very well-known producer in hollywood and he wrote a riveting two story about the year in the life of him being a sugar daddy oh my gosh <laughs> um, wow. so we can't wait to talk to him we've read the book it's pretty amazing we'll be right back this is Lori and julia on my talk thanks for hanging out with us today everybody we are have another fantastic book in the Lori and julia book club it's called the arrangement a love story and a memoir by David Winkler. And um, this is a riveting true story of a year in the life of a sugar daddy. And the book is David. David. We David. couldn't put it down. So we're delighted to have, <laughs> have you on with us. So thanks for joining us today. Can you give everybody the setup of this book? Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, and I'm glad you couldn't put it down. The book is called The Arrangement of Love Story, and on the surface, it's my memoir about my experience as a quote-unquote sugar daddy in Hollywood. But more than that, it's a sort of suspenseful love story about one particular relationship I had with a younger woman and how 
uh, as turbulent and uh, tormentuous as it became, it became just the most amazing love story that opened me up to, you know, love and intimacy in ways that, you know, I never knew existed. So um, it's a very, you know, it's a very personal story. I mean, David, the whole time we're reading your book, all I can think about is... What are your mom and dad going to see say when they read this book? Because um, both of your parents, I think, are still alive, and your dad, Erwin Winkler. And I was just like thinking, you're so honest about everything uh, about yourself. And so I wonder what what was your reaction about you know having your family read this book? Well, uh, first of all, they're very supportive of it. Oh, good. You know, I think it helps coming from a family of artists. Okay. So, you know, my dad's the man who made, you know, Wolf of Wall Street and Goodfellas, so he's not afraid of material that's provocative. Right. Um, but that said, they're not going to be reading it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... So they're, they're very supportive. They're really proud that I did something personal. They know what it's about. They know They know that I was a sugar daddy... They they knew they met this woman that I was in a relationship with, um, but they don't want to read. Right. You know, okay. Read their, about their son's sex life, and I totally am fine with that. You know. Okay. So so um, if you're just joining us, we're talking with David Winkler, the arrangement of love story, and and it is so personal. Um, and we've never read a book like this. Lori and I have read so many, so many books. And, yeah. and I don't know anyone who's really come out and been honest and uh, said that they were a sugar daddy. Or, or a sugar baby. Or a sugar baby. Yeah, Why, David, because you're a successful man, you know, in you produce you movies. Produce movies. Yeah. You do all these other big things. Why was it important for you to share your story? Well, it was important for me to to share my story because it was just, um, you know, I had been a producer, I had written screenplays, I had directed, but I never felt that I had something deeply personal to tell the world. Um, and so I found that some of my work was formulaic. And, you know, while in the relationship and especially afterwards, I just found that the lessons that I had learned about love and romance and heartbreak and mental health um, we're just so so universal that it didn't matter that you know not everybody's a, sh- a sugar baby or sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. I felt like people needed to to learn from my mistakes. Hopefully, men and women can read this and say, "Hey, I know what it's like to live this lifestyle." Um, but more importantly, I know what it's like to have my heart broken, and I know what it's like to be you know to you know have to pick yourself up together you know pick yourself up afterwards and and march on and be resilient yeah i i will say that at a couple points though when i was reading reading your uh story and it's the arrangement of love story david i just wanted to just say to you go yell at you through the pages how can you be so dumb with this woman no, I mean, Jordan gave me so love. many red flags. It was love. <laughs> I know, but it gave me so many red flags. I just thought, as a sugar daddy, how, uh, you know, it was uh, interesting that you fell in love in such a transactional arrangement. Right, right. Obviously, I'm the outlier. Most people don't sign on to a website to right. do that. Right, right. do that, and I don't think I did. I was fresh out of a marriage. Uh-huh. I just wanted to have fun. 
And I found it a very honest way of beginning a relationship, mm-hmm. of telling two people talking about their, you know, what they need in a relationship. Right. And um, and uh, I'd been on, you know, all the other websites and just wasn't ready for anything serious. Right. So, and you, en- um, you ended up falling yeah. in love with Jordan. And then, you know, through your story, we find out about Jordan has some mental health issues. And you right. talk about those in the book as well. Right. And one of the things that strikes me is that, you know, you really never, ever felt like you were in love before this. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the, that I, I knew that I had been, I loved before, I had loved before, and I and I have been in love before and since. So I recognize, but this is the first time since I was a teenager that I had had that kind of, you know, all-encompassing, you know, head over heels mm-hmm. love. Yes, and I'm interested in um, like. Would you ever produce this? Like, what if we made a TV movie or something out of this or a series? I mean, could you ever see that happening, David? I mean, I thought of it. I think it would be more like a miniseries. Yes. Like, you know, six-part miniseries like The Affair or Scenes from a Marriage. Mm-hmm. I haven't actively done that because I, 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 all I wanted was to, to write my first book and express myself in, in a unique way. I'd made enough movies and TV shows. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility. I, I would certainly want to open it up a little more and see perhaps more of it from Jordan's perspective. Yeah. This book, as much as it, she has a lot of mental health issues in the book, is really about me changing. Yes. Right. Me growing and me learning about monogamy and me learning about my heart. So, but I think for a TV show, yeah, I could see it as being a six-hour, you know, eight-hour miniseries because, like you said, it just not only in books, but in TV and movies. It just hasn't been seen before. It really hasn't. And that's why, you know, when Kim called us and said, we have this great book for Mm -hmm. you, we're like, absolutely, because we we really have been, you know... Not read... I've never read anything so uh, honest. honest. And certainly I've never read anything from anybody where they admitted that... You know, that they were a sugar daddy right. and that you're in the business and, you know, you went under your re- your name. And I'm wondering, are, um, what are your friends in Hollywood? Are they just, you know, hey, way to go and supportive like your parents are and no big you deal? Know or? You know, what's amazing is the more the more I open up, people open up to me. And, and I found I haven't found many people who shame me. Oh, good. Um, and the people who do have strong opinions, I ask that they actually just sort of, you know, read the book so that mm-hmm. they can see what you see, that it's not just a, you know, a, you know, sexual tell-all. Right. It's not my you know, understand. Yes, it is incredibly honest. And I think it's also important to say that, you know, I did nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've steered clear of the Me Too, uh, you know. Yeah. Yes. The men have done in the Me Too generation. You know, I think, I think, um, I think, uh, you know, if I don't stand up and use my real name, you know, who will? I mean, yeah. Somebody's got to stop. And it opens up the conversation. Although I will tell you a funny story. Please. Which is that when, when I first started, I was so afraid of doing it that I called a ghostwriter. Oh. And, and I said, and I said, will you write this story for me? And they sat down and they, they interviewed me for 30 hours and I told the entire story and his name was Al. And Al said to me, David, 
after hearing all this, I'm not going to take a dollar from you. He said, you have to write this. It is far too personal for anybody else to tell this story. Mm. And I was like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) I got to do this. Years and years later, I'm glad that, that he, you know, that he gave me that advice because nobody else could tell the story. You know, um, and and it is so personal, it, but it's your memoir that reads like fiction. It's brutally honest. We couldn't put it down. I read it in a day. Mm-hmm. So did Lori. Um, and I also, you know, I think I read something somewhere that you're finding that the arrangement, the love story, and we're talking with David Winkler, if you're just joining us, is starting to resonate with women who love romance novels, which I do. And this is such a unique romance story. What are you thinking about that? Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that, that, that makes me really happy. I mean, I have found an interesting thing happen. The book only came out yesterday and I have just been overwhelmed on Instagram with women, you know, <laughs> posting on their stories, reviews, and sending me messages saying to me, Hey, you know, this is, this is like a, a new version of, uh, it's, it, it's like a new type of romance novel and, and it really resonates them with them. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, my intention was just to tell the story and, but it's really nice to know that women, um, as well as men, you know, find the story interesting. I love the fact that you, that, that, that you guys couldn't put it down and, and that you think it's so unique. Well, I I think seeking arrangements should send you a big bouquet (laughs) because you're probably going to get a lot of new people to sign up. Okay. Both, uh, daddies and babies. Come on. Well, I hope they I hope they read the book first and are just really careful. You know, I, yes. don't, I don't want to diminish. I know. You know that whatever experiences I had, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has such great experiences on there. You know, not you know there are a lot of people who 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 abuse um, money and sex and and you know in, unless you're really careful and you go in with the right intentions and you're very careful about who you meet and you know you 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 know it's it's not a place to, it's not a it's not a place to be taken casually you really yes. have to if you yes. really want to do this you have to study and make sure you're doing it right and especially as a woman so you're not putting yourself in a position of peril mm-hmm. right that that makes a lot of sense okay so we have to take a quick break um can you hang out with us david absolutely okay so when we come back you have blurbs from two of our favorite women on your book um, that we have interviewed both of them in the past. Really? Yeah. And so we just kind of want to talk a little, you know, a little Hollywood and a little more about your book. If you're just joining us, we're talking with David Winkler and the new book is The Arrangement, A Love Story, The Slory and Julia. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody, and welcome back. It's Lori and Julia show and we've got another addition to the Lori and Julia book club and we are in the middle of a of a very interesting, delightful conversation with an author, David Winkler, who wrote his memoir, which is called The Arrangement, A Love Story, which is a true story about his experience being a sugar daddy and falling in love with Jordan. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to know, David, is would you, you know, recommend recommend being a sugar daddy daddy after your experience? Um. You know, I don't, I don't know if I would recommend it or not. I think that, you know, the first thing I would ask somebody if they came to me is, is why do they want to be a sugar daddy? What do they expect to get out of it? And, um, 
and take it from there. I think everybody, it's such a personal decision. I think that, um, I think that for a woman, for instance, I would say do not go on there from a place of necessity. If you're having a problem financially and you need a job, there are much better ways to make a living that, you know, than, than being in the sex trade. I'm not, mm-hmm, you know, right. I'm not mental about people who are in the sex trade. I believe that as long as it's not human trafficking, what people do should be their own, you know, right. But I think when you're, when you're desperate to make money, um, as fast as buck as you can make. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, being in an arrangement, you may not be coming from the, the best place. I think it's best if you're thinking, hey, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay and I want to maybe up my lifestyle and need a more established man, you know? Okay. And, and then I would say that's a good, it comes from a good place. And from a man, I would say if you genuinely feel like you can, like you're looking to have fun, but I don't recommend you go on there looking to cheat on your wife because, you know, I, I did that and learned my lesson. That that's not the the proper way to handle an unhappy marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's all personal decision. You know, why are you going on there? That, that makes sense. I mean, that's, you know, and, and, and as as you write in your book, you know, you had this radical honesty and you were just like, uh, you know, it made sense in even reading your, the beginning of your book about why that made sense for you to, seek or an arrangement being in these sort of relationships was an is you know again it's for me Mm -hmm. an incredible incredibly honest way of meeting somebody yeah you if you're on these websites and you for instance i drop you in on my first date i don't waste time like most memoirs talking about my childhood for 15 right i'm like jumping dropping you right in on the on the drama and you know the first date is us talking about why we're doing this. What are you looking for? Why are you on the site? What emotionally appeals to you about being a sugar baby? And, and you know, I think that you, for me, I found a very honest way of getting to questions that if you meet somebody on Bumble or Tinder can take five dates or five weeks. And sometimes people don't have the conversations at all about money and relationships, you mm-hmm. know, and then they get into situations where they're in a relationship with somebody and they have to admit, oh, by the way, I have this debt that I never told you about. And, you know, my mother tells a great story that's completely unrelated to, to, to being a sugar daddy. But, you know, when she met my mother, they were both 
when she met my father, they were both very poor, and she wanted to cook for him for a first time. They met on a blind date, and she had just moved to New York. She was 20 years old, and she didn't have pots and pans. So she went to to, to uh, Sears and bought all these pots and pans to cook for my father. And then, of course, had to admit to him, you know, when they got married, that she had the Sears bill. <laughs> okay, that's cute. That's so cute. So, you know, I mean, yep. I mean money is, is an important aspect of every relationship. It, and, you know, if you can bring it up early and get it out of the way, I think a lot of conflict between people will yeah. be Yeah, quickly. I would agree. Um, David, I want to ask you something. Just because you, you come from Hollywood royalty, I mean, you're a successful film producer. Your dad, of course, renowned producer, Erwin Winkler. I'm curious, Is are people in Hollywood watching The Offer on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather? I watch. I've been watching it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. It's, it, I think it's really, I think people are intrigued. Excuse me to see how Hollywood, you know, how movies are made. You know, um, a lot, a lot goes on beyond behind the scenes that they would never imagine. And of course, that was in the '70s when we didn't have the internet and press looking over our shoulders, and people were, you know, doing very dramatic things and not worried about getting caught. So yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's good. so good. We're just absolutely loving that show. And I thought, I bet you almost every. Well-known movie has an incredible story behind, behind the making of the movie. Uh, every single one. Every single. As matter, one. Fact, as matter of fact, one movie that 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 um, we've been considering making is 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 um, somebody brought us a script called Becoming Rocky, which is about how Sylvester Stallone brought the the script of, or the idea of Rocky to my father, and how they went ahead and got it made, and we're thinking of. Of uh, making that into a movie. Oh, so. please, that, please do yes. yeah. because that yeah. movie. I mean, yeah. yes, we want that, David. Yeah, that's. Okay, I, well, I, I mean, and the Goodfellows movie your dad did. I and, mean, it would be. It, is, it would be. I think uh, the offer is kind of like has really like opened people's eyes that if you've got a period piece too, and. Like the the nostalgia for the seventies is just so, so hot right now, and yeah. plus, you know, you did Creed, and I mean, that's just an amazing series. We would love to see that, David. Yeah, no, we we just I just we just finished shooting Creed three that Michael B. Jordan not only stars in but but uh, directed, and he did a great job, and it'll be out next March, and and it's a really good. It's a it's a you know I think it may be one of the best of the Creeds. Oh, oh my, my gosh, because those movies are good. He's so good. We're talking with David Winkler. If you're just joining us, his memoir just dropped yesterday. The arrangement of love story, and it is just such a riveting, juicy read. And you have really bared your soul to all of us. Um, and one of the things, and it's a great book. We've really enjoyed it. It's different than anything we've ever had. And on the back of the book. Two women that we really admire and have followed and have read their books. Carrie White, who recently just passed, you know, wrote yeah. the uppercut, the highlights of her Hollywood life. She was on our show for that book. Yeah. Was she really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, she was an amazing woman who cut my mother's hair. You know, I remember when I was, you know, maybe eight years old, you know, as far back as that, as far back as that young coming home and, you know, seeing my mother's my mother Carrie doing my mother's hair she had an amazing life and she was an inspiration when I started to write it you know I talked to her about what I needed to do and and of course she'd been through a lot of different mental health issues and addictions herself Mm -hmm. um and uh she was an inspiration and she's missed 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, we were shocked when we read her obituary. Yeah. yeah. And then Gigi. Oh, go ahead. I got a nice note from her boyfriend um, and her life partner, Alex, who who told me that one of the last things that he did with her was he read aloud my book to her. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. We're out of time. I wasn't even watching the clock. It was so great talking to you, David. Go buy the book, The Arrangement. Thank you, David. Yes, give us a buzz at 651. Yes, thank you. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. We've got a couple books to give away, and we'll be right back.